Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, January 28th, 2021. Kissing the ring. Kevin McCarthy heads to Florida to pledge loyalty to Donald Trump as the former president tightens his grip on the Republican Party. We'll discuss that. Plus, members of Congress are increasingly concerned about their personal security. And finally, Joe Biden inheriting the worst economy since World War II. It's hard to understand how Kevin McCarthy has the word leader in his title because he doesn't seem to be doing anything in terms of leading his party. What he seems to be doing is following, following the energies of some base elements in his party, following Donald Trump's desires to be the powerhouse inside the Republican Party, even though he lost an election, even though he, as president, oversaw losing the House and losing the Senate for Republicans as well. Kevin McCarthy, on bended knee, perhaps, is making his way to Mar-a-Lago to pay his respects and try to repair his broken relationship with the former president of the United States. Now, you may ask, why on earth would he be doing this? This is a president who's being impeached for the second time, this time for inciting a riotous insurrection on the U.S. Capitol, where Kevin McCarthy was that day. Well, the answer is because Donald Trump is still the most potent political force inside the Republican Party. He maintains a ton of popularity. Our last poll had him at 80 percent approval among Republicans as he was walking out the door. That's after the insurrection on the Capitol that we got that rating for him. And Kevin McCarthy wants to become Speaker McCarthy. And one way to ensure that is a unified party. You don't get a unified party right now if Donald Trump's not a part of it because of how much sway he has. Kevin McCarthy knows that he's been in the doghouse with Trump ever since he stood on the House floor and said that Trump bears some responsibility for that insurrection. He's been walking back those words, and now it culminates in going and kissing the ring and making sure that Trump's on board and can keep the party together and can help their fundraising efforts, despite the fact that this is a total lack of leadership and a complete disgrace. This is happening as Marjorie Taylor Greene, the QAnon congresswoman from Georgia, who, as you know, our K-File exposed this week that she had all these social media likes and shares on posts about assassinating Nancy Pelosi. The stuff that Marjorie Taylor Greene has liked on her social media, it's insane. Never mind the insane QAnon conspiracy theory that she belongs to. And we've now seen her on video taunting David Hogg, one of the survivors of the Parkland shooting, something that she thinks was a hoax and didn't happen. I think she referred to the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting as a false flag. Well, she got her seat on the House Education Committee of all places. And Kevin McCarthy, all he said about that is we should have a conversation. And today, when asked about Marjorie Taylor Greene, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi didn't really save her words for Marjorie Taylor Greene. Instead, she took on the House Republican leadership for being responsible of this moment in time for the Republican Party because of a failure to lead. Assigning her to the Education Committee when she has mocked the killing of little children at Sandy Hook Elementary School, when she has mocked the killing of teenagers in high school at the Marjorie Stoneham Douglas High School. What could they be thinking or is thinking too generous a word for what they might be doing? This as we see Matt Gates, the Republican congressman from Florida, heading out to Wyoming to troll Liz Cheney. Why? Because the number three House Republican actually did try to be a leader and move her party in a new direction after Trump. 
by voting to impeach the president for inciting an insurrection. This is a party at total odds with itself. And it is one that has shown day in and day out no desire to remove the ugliest, most offensive, insane elements from the party, to move on from a president who left in disgrace. This is who they're all trying to keep happy in the party. And the party's going along with it. And until they figure out what to do, how to harness the political energy that these horrendous forces inside the party provide them without being overtaken by them? Well, I don't know, folks. They haven't figured that out just yet. It is overtaking the party. And how they remain a viable party in the long term with broad reach to the American public, it is totally confounding to me. Now, here's what else matters today. Lawmakers are fearing for their safety. They are continuing to receive threats after that deadly Capitol Hill insurrection on January 6th. Just today, Nancy Pelosi said there needs to be a supplemental appropriations for member security because of the enemy from within. When asked what she meant by that, I mean, she said, I mean, members who want to come on the House floor with their guns. I mean, members who are out there supporting the notion of violence against other members. I mean, that was a reference to Marjorie Taylor Greene's social media posts against Nancy Pelosi. This is a frightening time where political violence in America is not being denounced sincerely enough by one of the major political parties. They can give all the lip service that they want that political violence is bad. It's meaningless because their actions are not actually ridding the elements of their party that are supporting this violence, engaging in this violence. And as long as that's the case, it's a pretty dangerous world out there for these politicians. This comes as the Department of Homeland Security issued a threat bulletin yesterday due to the potential violence in the wake of the inauguration. There are concerns that domestic extremists may be emboldened by the attack on the U.S. Capitol. Domestic terrorists, domestic extremists. That's what the Department of Homeland Security has to issue a bulletin about in America right now because of these political differences that have gotten so out of hand. This dangerous moment in time can't be resolved unless all of the political leaders come together to take action, to denounce it, and to show and demonstrate how it is unwelcome in their ranks. That's not happening right now. And finally today, it's official. 2020 was the worst year for economic growth since World War II. That's according to a new Commerce Department report. GDP decreased by 3.5% from the prior year. That is the worst decline since 1946. This is why the Biden administration is so keenly focused on getting that huge rescue package, $1.9 trillion, through the Congress. They want to start making a dent in this. But it also shows you why they are racing against the clock. The Biden team understands this kind of economic pain is only going to be able to exist for so long before it spills over onto them negatively politically because they're the ones in charge right now. It is a huge burden that Joe Biden inherited. It's why he constantly says it's going to take a long time to fix it, to try to set expectations here. But it is a deep economic hole that the coronavirus pandemic put the U.S. in last year. And it's now Joe Biden's job to dig us out of it. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.